This is News Playlist, a weekly rundown of some of the most interesting news reports brought to you by RTI. Watch along on YouTube if you like, or close your eyes and enjoy these stories by way of sound. Welcome to News Playlist. I'm Shirley Lin at Radio Taiwan International. To start off, we have a clip where Leslie Liao, Emma Benek, and Stash Butler made a trip up to Mao Kong, a place in Taipei City which is famous for its tea plantations and tea houses and restaurants. They talk through step by step how to actually brew tea at a tea house. Many bubble tea is Taiwan's signature drink. And it's a huge global business worth over two billion U.S. dollars. But hidden in the forests above Taipei, Mao Kong sells tea the traditional way: no boba, no milk, just leaves, hot water, and a whole tray of paraphernalia. We're here to learn how to make it. First step is to place the teapot onto the tea boat first, and then open the lid of the teapot. Okay, Emma, do you wanna? Okay, so. Ready? There you go, and open the lid of the teapot. Now you pour hot water into the teapot, and that's to uh, warm the teapot up. I can do that. So pour the hot water into the teapot. Oops. To warm it up. This sounds about right. <laughs> This sounds about right. Yeah. Now <laughs> you pour it out again. <laughs> Definitely so, a lot more steps than uh, I remember making tea in the U.S. It just yeah, involves exactly. getting a tea bag, putting in yeah, water, and putting in the microwave. There, right? That's what I do. What's, what's the... Then no, my grandma's going to start yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to go in here, and this is, again, just for warming the cup, because I guess the logic being that if your cup isn't warm, um, the tea doesn't taste as good. Now, put the appropriate amount of tea leaves into the teapot. Now they don't tell you what the appropriate <laughs> amount is, so I'm just doing some guesswork here. So here we go. Ooh. All right, it's in. Okay, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Oh yeah. Good. Now pour the tea into the smelling cup. Uh, I'm actually going to hold this up just so I can, for ease of access. So now smell it, Leslie. Smells. It's a little fragrant. Yeah. I feel like we could have used a little more tea leaves. But so Emma, I will uh, pour you some of this. I think quite quite mild tea. I think it's fair to say. Pretty mild right now. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, I already drank mine. Oh, so you guys, uh, I got my bay. It's got a nice subtle flavor. Hmm. I think you're right. I think we could have used more tea leaves. Well, that's pretty much <laughs> how to brew tea. Making tea the old-fashioned way isn't as easy as buying from a store. But the fact Mao Kong thrives on this centuries-old ritual is proof that convenience and tradition can live side by side. Next, we have a clip provided by Voice of America, where they interviewed people, asking them what they think about Taiwan. Now, Mao Kong is one of the most popular tourist destinations in Taipei, but unfortunately, foreign tourists haven't been able to access it. Since the pandemic began, Taiwan has blocked international tourists from coming into the country. However, that doesn't mean that people outside of Taiwan have stopped having an opinion about it. Our partners at Voice of America decided to interview some people to see what they think of when they think of Taiwan. 
1940s with the communist revolution in China. The democratic uh, government of China fled to what was called Formosa and is now Taiwan. And the government of uh, the mainland China uh, claims sovereignty over Taiwan as well. I don't know very much about it, but I know my grandfather used to live there uh, during his high school years and college years actually too. Taiwan is a role model um, for many countries to follow. Uh, very enterprising people, uh, they made a space in the semiconductors. Taiwan is really an incredible place. Um, I think it might look small on a map, but it really punches above its weight in terms of innovation and dynamism and natural beauty. Taiwan, um, the thing I think of is, is democracy. I think at this time, um, I think about the tension that's between Taiwan and China. Very enterprising and hardworking people of Taiwan. I think hope. Um, I think that there's been a lot of, of anxiety in recent years about the state of global democracy and, and what democracy looks like um, in this new era. And Taiwan fought really hard um, to, to make the democratic progress that it has. Um, in recent decades, see older generations there still remember, um, you know, living under an authoritarian government. And so um, in this era of, of democratic backsliding, um, we see Taiwan's democracy continuing to grow stronger. And I think that that's a really powerful message of hope um, for other democracies around the world. That's a country that is an adversary to most of the uh, democracies. They are a threat to any democracy and human rights. What's a challenge? Um, I think that there's a, a pretty broad consensus nowadays that um, there are just some fundamental differences between um, the, the values that the, U that the U.S. Um, holds dear and, and some of China's governing principles, but at the same time it is you know, the other, the other major power in the world. U.S. relations with China have sort of waxed and waned, but uh, you know, China is a, a giant superpower and uh, we need to, you know, live cooperatively and peacefully. A new art exhibit in Thailand was all the rage, but so many people were trying to visit that many were getting turned away. So then a temple located an hour away from the museum was getting some of the exhibits overflow. Itama Waxman gives you the latest. The Tainan Art Museum's new exhibit, Ghosts and Hells, The Underworld in Asian Art, is a hit. The exhibit explores the fears and imaginations of the unknown world in Asia, but its popularity has forced the museum to implement visitor controls. Museum representative Wu Daifang says starting July 1st, the museum will only let in 300 visitors each hour. Visitors will also have to make a reservation ahead of time. The new limits have caused some to change their plans. Now netizens are recommending that people unable to visit the museum go to a local temple to get a similar experience. Daitian Temple in Tainan's Madou District has a section called the 18 Hells. In it, visitors can go through a 75-meter-long, 7-meter-tall dragon. They can also witness carved statues of ghouls demonstrating the guilt of sinners. Figures in the display suddenly turn and shout, startling visitors. One visitor says he came after seeing too many people at the museum. He says the experience at the temple is refreshing. The temple in Mado, a 50-minute car ride from the museum, has seen an explosion in visitors. On weekends, it's now seeing over 1,000 guests per day. Temple employee Lin Junjie says he's heard visitors say they came to the temple after being turned away from the museum exhibit. 
Many are saying an art exhibit bringing new visitors to a temple shows the power of the internet, but it also shows the uniqueness of Taiwanese culture. Itamar Waxman, Radio Taiwan International. Hi, I'm Leslie Liao. Do you love Radio Taiwan International's English content and wish it would never end? Well, who said it has to? The fun doesn't have to stop here. Check out our website, or our Facebook, or our YouTube, or our Twitter. Go to en.rti.org.tw for the latest Taiwan news stories. Check out Radio Taiwan International on Facebook to see great pictures of Taiwan. Go to youtube.com slash RTI English to view some of our great features. And when you're done, tell us what you think on Twitter. Our handle is Radio Taiwan underscore ENG. What are you waiting for? I'm here waiting for your message. You're listening to News Playlist. I'm Shirley Lin. Taiwan's current COVID outbreak is thankfully getting better, but some experts are worried that unreported COVID diagnoses are putting some at unnecessary risk. Itama Waxman brings you this report. The current COVID outbreak in Taiwan is clearly waning. Daily cases have fallen from a peak of over 90,000 to around 40,000, but experts are warning people not to let their guard down. Dr. Hong Ziren says as COVID cases subside, high-traffic areas like restaurants and public transportation could see bigger crowds again. He says that may lead to increased infection rates. Hong adds that by using South Korea's Omicron outbreak as a reference model, Taiwan's daily cases should bottom out at between 5,000 and 20,000 infections a day. Alongside daily cases, daily deaths have also declined. From a peak of 213 deaths on June 10th, they have fallen to about 100 per day. But some experts are worried that the proportion of confirmed cases over the age of 60 is rising. Experts say that could be part of the reason why COVID-related deaths are declining slower than expected. They urge patients to vigilantly monitor their symptoms. Dr. Su Yifeng says some people with COVID are not reporting themselves because they believe Omicron is mild. He says that's a mistake. Dr. Su says one patient over the age of 60 with a history of chronic illness tested positive but didn't report his diagnosis. He thought his symptoms were mild and that he could stay home and recover. His symptoms eventually worsened and now he's on a ventilator. Su says many patients like this end up having problems breathing long term. Their recovery is more difficult. Though the situation is improving, doctors stress it's still important to take COVID diagnoses seriously. Itamar Waxman, Radio Taiwan International. A new subsidy program for domestic travel is welcome news in Taiwan, where many were unable to travel for the last two years. However, travel agencies are feeling anxious since the Tourism Bureau had not yet announced details of the program as of June 30th. And the subsidy program is supposed to take off on July 15th. I'm here with the report. A government subsidy program for domestic travel will kick off on July 15th. With the summer vacation underway, domestic travel is likely to see a boom. However, travel agencies are unsure as to what they are supposed to do because the government hasn't finalized the details of the scheme yet. The Tourism Bureau says an announcement will be made as soon as the cabinet wraps up the administrative procedures. 5.5 billion NT dollars has been set aside for the subsidy program. It will be handed out from July 15th to December 15th or until it is used up. An individual can get 800 NT dollars off for each night's accommodation on weekdays. They may get a higher discount if they meet one of six requirements, which includes staying at a specified hotel and having received three COVID-19 vaccine shots. The maximum subsidy any one person can get per night will be $1,390. However, domestic air tickets have increased in price by an average of 4.8% on Thursday. This is due to global oil price hikes. 
That means around $180 more per ticket than before. Families planning on vacationing on Taiwan's outlying islands this summer should expect ticket prices to go up even more. And that's it for news playlist. I'm Shirley Lin. See you next week. Listen, are you listening? <laughs> This is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds.